0: Welcome back to the podcast. From the last episode, I raised four questions about mercy. I answered two of them in the last episode. Today I want to answer the rest two. From the last episode, we saw a very comprehensive portrait of mercy and its opposite. And from the parable of the good Samerian in Luke 10. We saw that mercy actually has four dimensions. First, mercy sees distress. A despised Samarian came along, the Bible says, and when he saw the man, he sees distress. Secondly, mercy responds internally with a heart of compassion or mercy towards a person in distress. The Bible says, when he saw him, he felt compassion for him. Thirdly, mercy responds externally with a practical effort to relieve their distress. The Bible also says in, in Luke 10 verse 33, Going over him, the Samaritan slanted his wounds with olive oil and wine and, and bandaged them. And fourthly, mercy acts even when the person in distress is an enemy. And the Bible says a despised Samaritan. A despised. Actually a Samaritan is a half breeded Jew with a with a, with the a religious tradition that actually stops that is different from the from the Jewish tradition which makes the Jew to hit to hate them actually. Now if let us just take the fourth dimension in in few phrases one an eye to an eye to see distress, a heart of pity, an effort to help in spite of an enmity. Isn't it re- remarkable that the parable of the good Samaritan makes the same point as Matthew chapter nine verse thirteen? dear Jesus says Now go and learn the meaning of the scripture i want you to show mercy not offer sacrifices here he says go and show mercy like the samaritan not like the priest and the levite the priest and the levite stands for the same thing as the parable that the word sacrifice stands for in matthew chapter 9 verse 13 namely empty religious formalism jesus made up this story actually Why did he choose to illustrate the opposite of mercy with a priest and a Levite? Why did he choose a pastor and a music minister? Is it not a warning to all of us that there are far too many people who are caught up in the mechanics of religious activity with no eye to see distress, no heart to respond with compassion, and no effort to bring the relief of the gospel? so in answer to the second question we raised in the last episode how does a merciful person looks like we would we should say that the merciful person is one who knows that mercy is one of the more important aspects of life mercy is always in danger of being neglected because of our preoccupation with trivialities whether it's secular trivialities like watching too much television or consuming yourself with some hobby or religious at or religious trivialities what are these tri- uh, religious trivialities religious trivialities are those religious activities from preaching to praying to teaching to tithing any religious activity at all that does not cultivate a heart that is taking up with the more important aspects of life like mercy. The proof that you are not engaging in religious trivialities is in the power to see distress, feel pity, perform relief and all of that even towards an enemy. Now we we'll move to the third question raised in the last episode. Should a merciful person always show mercy? Real life is very complex for Christians who seriously want to live out their faith in a sinful world. But the question is, how how can we do that? How can we always show mercy? Or should we always show mercy? how will they answer this question? Like, can they... Can a Christian be consistently merciful and yet be a parent who spanks a child for disobedience instead of simply showing mercy? Can a Christian be consistently merciful and yet be an employer who pays good wages for excellent work but dismisses irresponsible employees who do not who do not do their work well and or who do shoddy work? Can a Christian be consistently merciful and yet be on a council of elders who follow the biblical mandate for church discipline and excommunicate a member for unforsaken public sin? The question can go on and on, but each of these three Christians correspond to a sphere of life like family, business, and church My answer to the question is that it is God's will that as long as we still live in this age there will be a mix of mercy and justice in all these spheres and other aspects of life. God's will is that sometimes we recompense people with what they deserve whether punishment or reward call that justice if if you want to and God's will is that sometimes we recompense people with better than what they deserve. We call that mercy, if you like. In upholding the claims of justice, we bear witness to the truth that God is a God of justice. Likewise, in showing mercy, we bear witness to the truth that God is a God of mercy. A biblical parent will usually follow the wisdom that sparing the rod spoils the child. That is uh, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24. But there will be times when a child's fault will be forgiven without punishment to teach the child the meaning of mercy and woo the child to Christ. A biblical employer will usually pay a fair wage and insist on good workmanship. But there will be times when he will pay more than a person's work deserves and go on extra mile with a sick or maybe a aging or maybe a distressed or inadequate trained employee. And a biblical elder will call public sin in the church to account and exercise discipline and even exclusion from the fellowship but we'll also remember that the parable of the wheat and the tares that teaches patience with the imperfection of the church till the end of the age so if we ask how can i know when when to show mercy i would answer that it's by getting as close to jesus as you possibly can I know of no hard and fast rule in Scripture to detect for every situation. And I don't think this is an accident. The aim of Scripture, I think, is to produce a certain kind of person, not provide an exhaustive list of rules for every situation. Jesus says, God blesses those who are merciful, not God blesses those who know exactly when and how to show mercy in every circumstance. We must be merciful people even when we act with severity in the service of justice. That is, we must be poor in spirit, soulful for our own sin, humbly free from the defensiveness and self exaltation should hungering and tasting for all that is right f- to be done, perceptive of a person's distress and misery. Feel pity for his pain, and making every effort to see the greatest good done for people. So, the answer to our third question, should a merciful person always show mercy, is a qualified, resounding no. You often support the claim of justice and recompense a person the way he deserves in order to bear witness to the truth of God's justice, and to accomplish a greater good for people. But I say it is a qualified no because if you are a merciful person, then even the way you spank a child or dismiss an employee will be different. The mercy will show and the parent may cry. The employee may pay for remedial training. The heart of mercy will show. I'm not a parent yet, but when I spank my siblings, I feel pity for them. Sometimes I cry inside of my heart when I'm spanking them. <laughs> I don't know if you have experienced that, but a lot of times when I when I spank them or give them punishment to save, there's <laughs> I just feel a form of mercy in my heart. So. Even even in the act of justice, there's still a, a form of mercy in it for a Christian. Now we turn to the last question we raised in the last episode. I'm going, to, I'm going to close with this, the answer to this question. Why will only merciful people find mercy from God in the judgment day? If salvation is by grace through faith alone. Matthew chapter 5 verse 7 says God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. In other words, in the age to come when we meet God face to face, the people who will receive mercy from him are people who have been merciful. The question is, is this a salvation by works? Do we earn his mercy by our mercy? The answer is no, because an end mercy would be a contradiction in terms. If mercy is end, it is not mercy, it's a wage. So be assured, if we get anything good at the judgment day, it will be mercy 100%. When God asks for a record of your mercy at the judgment day, He will not be asking for a report card of mercy. You won't say, Lord, here is it, 15 hours of mercy. Now, where's my wage? No. Instead, God will be asking for your medical reports. You hand them to him in all lowliness and humility of heart. And there he will read the evidence of how you trusted him as your divine physician. And how the medicine of his word and the therapy of his spirit took effect in your life. Because you, re, you relied on them to heal you of your unmerciful disposition. And when he sees the evidence of your faith and his healing, he will complete your healing and welcome you into the kingdom forever. Therefore, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Pilgrim Podcast. If you find it helpful, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast or search our growing archive for more episodes. Join me next time as we journey through scripture, exploring the Christian life and what it practically means to live as a pilgrim this world.